Welcome to the Hagerstown Reunite Podcast with your host, D. Greasy, a.k.a. The Commission. Tom, back-to-back weeks having you on as co-host is great. Hey, back. you know, we're, we're, we're making a, you know, a, a little bit of a, of a streak here ourselves. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad that we're, we're getting back on track with our recordings and finding time that can work for us busy dads. So, uh, yeah, happy to be here. Happy to have another exciting week of fantasy football to talk about. Uh, our, our league is having, you know, quite the, the storyline going on right now. So I uh, can't wait to get into it. No, Tom, we, we have we had a lot of movement happening this week. I know, unfortunately, we don't have a guest here uh, this week. Unfortunately, one of our guests was unable to make it. But Tom, we got we got a lot of we got a lot of store. We have a huge trade, blockbuster trade that happened between Will Krause and uh, Matt Seneman. Matt Seneman receiving Gainwell and Marquise Brown and twenty five draft dollars, and Will receiving Run CMC and uh, Julio Jones. What was your initial reaction? Well, you know, it's it's a little bittersweet here. I mean, because I knew that the trade was going to happen at some point. Somebody was going to pay up for Christian McCaffrey. Um, Cinnamon's season, you know, is looking bleak to to put it mildly. Um, so yeah, I knew that somebody was going to go, you know, go in and, and pay up for for Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I just didn't know who. Uh, to be honest, a little surprised that it's uh, that it's Will's team. It's almost like he's mortgaging that future again. And maybe this was an impulsive buy after. Uh, losing uh, Derrick Henry uh, this week, uh, tragically, uh, yep. who is literally like the cornerstone of his team or anybody seemed to had him. Um, but uh, you know, I gotta say, you know, if you're if you're gonna pay up all your fab, you know, all your all your future draft dollars, there's not a better player to go after than Christian McCaffrey. I, when he's healthy, he's the number one or two player in all fans football, so it's worth the risk. I know he is. Potentially, he's supposed to come back this week, maybe next week, or maybe the week after that. So I do know he's supposed to come back. So it's definitely was surprising. But I think the acquisition of Julio Jones is also could be sneaky. I know he hasn't really performed as well, and with Derrick Henry going down, you could see Julio Jones, you know, maybe getting a little more or work uh, his way. Looks. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. Yeah, you, yeah. I, I can I could see that happening. I mean, like you're saying, he, he's not really been performing up to expectation uh, with his new team, and uh, being injured for part of the year doesn't help either. Um, I mean, it's it's mm. certainly uh, a gamble worth taking. I, I mean, there's far uh, worse guys to have been you know traded along with uh, Christian McCaffrey, and <laughs> and uh, you know if anything else, like Julio is one of those guys. Like if he's healthy uh, and the matchup's favorable, like you lock him in your lineup and you know, you've got as good a chance as any of getting a top, you know, 24 to, you know, even top 12 type of performance from if the cards go his way. So yeah. I, I like, I like the trade. Yeah, no, I did too. I think, I think it was a good trade. What, what do you think from sentiment side? I mean, I, I know he put up a stinker against me, which we'll talk about a little bit more, but what did you think about from his side? Well, I, I mean, mean, I don't, I don't really see Gainwell as being somebody that's like, you know, going to light the world on fire here. Like, I think that he's going to be a guy that uh, he may have some value in this season, but I mean, we just saw it in the last game. He was more of like the pass catching type, the one that, um, you know, he, he was on the field for the majority of the carries, but that was in garbage time. It, it looked like mm-hmm. Boston Scott was the, was the back to own. So, uh, you know, maybe next year, if he bulks up a little bit, he gets a little more of that role. I mean, obviously the Eagles have still continued to uh, 
not unlock Miles Sanders. So it's not like the, <laughs> it's not like the, the running back role is locked down by any means. Exactly. But, um, you know, so as far as keeper value goes, sure. You know, he's a lottery pick, um, which if you're if you're basically selling the farm, and you're getting max draft dollars. You're, you're you're more or less expecting a lottery pick anyway in return. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I can't fault Sendman for taking this trade. He'll have plenty of draft capital next year to uh, do with as he pleases. Um, and, and so I think it's a win for both parties involved. No, I agree. I think, you know, I think actually, I think what I saw was because a uh, game will cost about 18, but you know, Marquise Brown looking probably around $12. That could be actually. See, uh, now that, that was actually, yeah, that was, that was the, the piece of the, of the trade that made a lot of sense for me. It was like, if you're going to be trading away your team, trading the farm, you better be getting somebody of like a keeper value uh, in return. And yeah. uh, Marquise, you know, Hollywood Brown, I mean, I think he's overperforming a little bit of, of what people expect him to do. Um, and he's definitely at his ceiling. So I, I, I think that he's trading and he's at like peak value right now. So mm-hmm. even if he, but even if he comes back a little bit, if he still has that connection with Lamar and he's healthy next year, this could be a steal. You know, I, I agree. But Tom, let's talk, uh, let's talk about, you know, maybe why Will made this trade. You know, he's been on the slide recently, losing two in a row. And most recently, just to you, squeaking out the victory. I'll say squeaking. I know we were texting throughout that game on Monday night. You know, how, you know, that was, uh, you know, Tyreek Hill didn't give him, he put up a good fight, but just not enough. Uh, but you got some great performance here, you know, uh, mixing really starting to come alive. But uh, what did you think about that win? Well, I mean, I, I'm happy, obviously, anytime I can get a win. And against a team that we've been talking about and, and hyping up nonstop all year. I mean, granted, this, this week, the wheels came off. Um, I mean, I, I was really fortunate. A lot of things went my way. Um, uh, I mean, I mean, I, the week didn't even start off well. I mean, I remember telling you the first, the first <laughs> matchup on Thursday, I was rolling the dice with Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and uh, it did not go my favor. And uh, wasn't I able to get him out of my lineup in time? And I'm like, all right, I'm already starting with a zero on my lineup against the team that I predicted to be number one on the league. Uh, this cannot go well. Um, but, you know, obviously some things just did not bounce Will's way. Um, you know, most notably losing his, his, his workhorse, Derek Henry, in the early in that game. Um, and, uh, and yeah, Tyreek, he had a great performance. Uh, it just was about 15 yards, not enough. Um, so, I mean, I, you know, sometimes that's the way things go. I mean, it feels like this season, especially, uh, there's been a lot of close calls for, you know, any number of leagues that you're in. And uh, this one was, was no less exciting. I, I thought, you know, at halftime, I was like, you know, all it's going to take is one good play and I'm, I'm toast. But, uh, you know, Kansas City's they're not the team that they were of years past. And um, Tyreek Hill did, didn't have those big plays that he's normally known for. So I was no, pretty happy. No, you're right. It was uh, he's been sort of a disappointment, like we talked last week. And I will say, Tom, even if he would have if he would have started Allen Robertson, you would have only had two points, which could have you know, uh, you know, if if, if it, it was a close matchup. But luckily, that those two points didn't make the difference. Um, but the, the next matchup was was a kind of surprising. Uh, it was a, I thought it was a pretty good matchup with. Brian versus Alan So, uh, you know, Alan So's been hot recently. Brian was two very, these teams are two both very hot teams, and somehow uh, Alan So was able to pull it off. Because, you know, great production for Stafford and Henderson. Pretty much anybody in that Rams game, uh, if you had anybody in the Rams, did well. 
uh, you know, Jamar Chase still put up double digits. So uh, I thought it was, you know, kind of put an end maybe to the talk of Brian uh, Gallagher's team being the number two team overall. Uh, maybe See, get, you know pay a little more attention to the Allen. So just saying it looked good. I, I hear I hear you're saying, but here, here's my take on it. And, I, and I'll, I'll give, you know, this is, I'm looking at this matchup and yeah. I will, I can honestly say of if we had done the, the last week's uh, podcast this week, yeah. I have seriously considering putting Alan. So as my number one team. Wow. Why, why is that, Tom? Why is that? That 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 seems outrageous. Okay. Even after the trade the Bulls just made. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm a bit, but like, let's let's wait the slate clean, right? Like, let's forget yeah. the fact that he finished last uh, last year, right? And yep. and he's new to the league and all that stuff. I I no discounting Brian uh, Gallagher's team because it was a close matchup. He lost by only six points. Um, you know, and, and some of his teams, uh, his guys underperformed. DeAndre Hopkins, only six points. Uh, Swift, a guy that's been killing it this year, three points. Mm-hmm. I mean, underperformance, and he had good, solid performance from guys that he's been able to pick up the waivers. Mitchell, uh, you know, he uh, Allen actually had a decent game for once. Um, you know, uh, Zeke had an underperformance. So, I mean, like, this is by no means – top performance from from Gallagher's team and I still think that he's at least a top three team at this point uh, if not number two uh, but when I look at Alan So's team Matt Stafford and Henderson that was probably the nobody saw that that combo working out this year to the level yep. that working out I mean Henderson's legit a top 10 guy potentially a top five guy at this point if how consistent he's been Jonathan Taylor's number two right now and he's probably number one because Henry's out so he's yeah. literally the best running back in foot in fantasy in our league anyway right now. Uh, Jamar Chase, uh, I mean, rookie sensation. I can't really say much more about him than has already been. He's basically Randy Moss as a rookie. So, uh, I mean, Cooks, Sutton, solid guys. But here's the kicker, right? And, I'll, and we'll get into this later in our, our new segment. Fournette is, I think, so underrated. I mean, he's a top 12 guy, and he got him for ridiculously cheap. So, yeah. I mean, like when you're looking at like his, his lineup, his running backs are, I mean, probably just as good uh, as mine are at this point. And he's got better wide receivers. Stafford's a solid, solid quarterback uh, when he's playing for the hottest team in the league. Uh, and he's got Devontae Adams sitting on his bench <laughs> because he had, uh, yeah. you know, he, was, he had COVID. I mean, yep. come on, man. Like, I'm looking, when, I, when you refresh, like, and you're looking at things from, like, and it's a week's perspective, but it's like his team is legit stacked right now. And, and, and you forgot to mention, he still has David Montgomery. I mean, Herbert has played well in Chicago, but you still have Montgomery coming back and Jerry Judy, who's a good, you know, wide receiver three in our league. Uh, so he, he has he has some firepower coming back healthy. So, no, I agree. I, I, I'm, I'm getting more and more nervous about Alonso's team. I think he's someone that we need, you know, can't be sleeping on like we used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, think he, I think he can make, make a run this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and talking about it, you know, Make a run. Our defending champ here was able to beat off uh, Will's practice squad, Dan Hare. You know, mm-hmm. I think I think Dan Hare, uh, when we had him on the pod, kind of throwing a towel, maybe, you know, by not even starting a real quarterback. Uh, Prescott, I know he was a last-minute scratch, and, you know, he didn't have time to scramble and get a new one to put in there. So, I, you know, I understand he, his IR spot is full, so he couldn't even find anybody to put in. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I mean, I, I think Dan Harris' season maybe it's time to start more trading some players to get some more draft capital. But uh, you know, but Matt Barry's team, you know, you know, again, his team's put up a consistent 
a little over 100 points. He got some good production. The pickup Bart, uh, uh, Boston Scott looked to pay off this week. Uh, but, Big time. You know, I, so, but, you know, but overall, I think it was, you know, I think we kind of expected this from Dan Harris' team. You know, he did put up almost uh, 100. So, what do you think? Yeah, no, it was unfortunate. I, I think uh, what Dak's game was uh, Sunday night, Sunday. I believe. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, there wasn't really much of a chance to pivot. He already had Russell Wilson on his squad. So, I mean, he's, he's already holding down two quarterback spots. At this point of the year, with the buys coming, you know, uh, a bench space is so fickle to get. So mm-hmm. this is uh, this is the area where it's like you know he he probably should have won this matchup. I mean, like in yeah. all reality, the guys on his team that overperformed James Conner, Godwin, Melvin Gordon, uh, you know he had enough. His defense even eleven points. Um, he had enough going for him that if he had a decent quarterback this week, like let's say he was able to pivoted to the backup quarterback um, from Dallas, who I believe still had a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. He probably should have won this week. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, you know, the way that uh, our league does uh, the waivers, you really can't pivot last minute, uh, you know, unless if you're, like, trying to read the tea leaves and making sure you have a backup plan already in place. Because um, there was no way, like, he could have picked up, like, the Monday night quarterbacks or anything like that. So um, I think that's that's kind of, like, the situation there. But, you know, Barry, uh, I, I honestly, like, his team – was was they all kind of performed together nobody really stood out um that's one of those uh, this is one of those wins that like i think that he was lucky to get um yep. obviously the boston's uh boston scott pickup was huge kyle pitts severely underperformed after having had a couple of ridiculous weeks lately um and then you know all the rest of his guys i mean double digit points sure um but i mean if you're yeah. getting 14 from your quarterback you're already looking at like uh, you know i could things could go either way but he was lucky his team all kind of consistently did their thing. Um, Cooper, the fact he didn't have Prescott, um, mm-hmm. still having a really solid game like that is, is huge. Um, yep. So, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't think that the – you know, in the long run, I think the better team did end up winning. But in this matchup, it was unfortunate for Dan Hare that, uh, that Prescott didn't play, especially after just trading for him too. I mean, just, uh, <laughs> you know, a slap in the face uh, right there. So – um yeah tough loss uh but like I, like you're saying i think it's time to maybe start looking at next season yep i, I think so and yeah you know, i think this is one of those wins where you you know you sometimes you don't like say you don't deserve to win them but you win them and that's what you know a win's a win in this league oh it's a win uh, that's for sure so so another team um in the next match we'll look at the bobby and sam matchup i know bobby mm. was kind of talking a lot the last couple weeks think he was a 500 but he's on a three-game slide here uh yeah and I will say, it is still the worst team I ever seen drafted. Um, he, he's getting you know, better. He has, he, he's getting better. <laughs> he, I know. I know he's already trying to. I think Bobby's in rebuild mode based on some of the, the comments I've and trade offers I've been asked. So he's, you know, you know, he, he got production out of his defense and Michael Carter and Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. So th- that just seems to be the norm with Bobby. Production out of Tom Brady, maybe one other guy on his team hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe gets lucky about who he plays. Mm-hmm. You know, again, again, Sam. Get, you know, I think we talked about this uh, numerous times about Sam. Just, you know, he may not score the most points. He's just playing. He just has a great matchup, and that's how he's seven and one. Because, you know, other than um, AJ Brown, uh, no one hit above twenty, and only two other guys hit double digits: Metcalf and Harris. So, um, it, you know, hey, wins a win there. It's again, it's, you know, could have gone either way, but. It worked out for Sam. 
Yeah, you know, here's the thing about uh, this matchup that, that strikes me is that, you know, so Bobby was right. He, he'd mentioned in a text that if he had picked one other guy in, in, the, in his running back, he would have won. He, if he had started Edmonds instead mm-hmm. of Zach Moss or Herbert, he would have won this week. That's true. Here's the thing, though, the other side of that coin. If Sam had played yeah, two other guys, you know, two or three <laughs> other guys, he still would have won. Yeah, he still had. That's the thing. His team is built for the long run. His team, his yeah. team performed consistently. It performed, you know, equally. There was no like one standout guy, and that's the reason why this victory for for Sam Miller to me is so impressive, is because yeah, he won because he got he got a little lucky. You know, Bobby didn't pick the perfect matchup on his team, but his team was built to do it. Even if he had picked the wrong matchup, like if he had gone Robert Woods, if he'd gone with. New New England defense. If he had gone with, uh, you know, uh, who is that? Uh, Dernus Johnston. I mean, like yeah. somehow, if you had decided to roll it that way, uh, <laughs> yeah. he'd still find a way to win. Um, so I mean, like this, his team just continues to to you know keep chugging along because they're he's built with guys that are like they're crucial to the the teams that they're on. You know, mm-hmm. so like even if their team as a whole, for example, Hurts on Philadelphia is a terrible team. Hurts still going to get you decent points because he can rush the ball and he's their goal line back and all this yep. and that and the other. I mean, maybe not this past week, which is the reason why he underperformed, but I, something tells me that the Eagles are probably going to go back to the old strat, the old formula. They're not going to be dependent on, you're not going to see Boston Scott being like a top 20, you know, running back by the end of the year because he suddenly becomes the goal line back for an Eagles team yep. that starts winning. It's not going to happen. Um, it's more likely Hertz is going to be the guy that he has been for the first half of the year, and he's going to be getting decent points. So, uh, but I mean, just the, the rest of his team, it's it's solid. You know, he had a performance from Mike Williams, which is rare. I mean, the guy's been a, a rock star all year, um, and in the last couple of weeks, he's been a little off. But I think that the Chargers are going to get smart. They're going to figure out what worked for them, and he'll get back mm-hmm. to winning. So, I mean, like, yeah, great performance from his wide receivers. Uh, you know, great performance from Najee Harris. Uh, and he just did enough with the rest of his team to, to get the victory. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I think uh, Bobby's team is one of those, uh, you were saying, like he's the worst drafted team you've seen. He's gotten better. He, he picked yeah. up Michael Carter, which was a great pickup, and potentially that guy to keep like next year for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, aside from having Tom Brady uh, and getting some luck in his, in his lineup, it's hard to get those wins for him. No, I, I agree. You know, talking about another team, the last matchup here where we had another team who maybe is looking to mail it in, and we talked about his trade that he made to get some of that draft capital uh, with Matt Sentiment versus myself. Uh, you know, I, you know, 40-point win, Dan. Were you ever sweating this one? Did you, did you ever worry? Like maybe like uh, I did the begin. I did the be- I, well, yeah, I did after Thursday uh, night, especially way when I found out that Rodgers, you know, his number one receiver was, I think, some guy named Rodgers and Cobb, and Mm-hmm. Um, and it, obviously Aaron Jones performed well, now Rogers is out with COVID. Uh, so he's missing this week. So I'm obviously, you know, have to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, but, you know, again, I thought, you know, you know, I, I kind of got the performance of the players. I thought I would get to, I, you know, this is kind of what I expect, uh, get from Jones, Cooper cup, still being the number one receiver Pittman, I think is coming on strong, you know, I, I, Kelsey needs to start turning around. I think you talked about it earlier. The Chiefs are having some issues. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Hills. It feels like it's either a Hill or Kelsey game. Where I feel like in the back in the past, um, as someone who owned both of them for a while, while like you, they, they would both go off some games, but it doesn't really seem like that anymore. It's either and or. 
Um, so, but uh, so you know, so I, I felt it was a pretty comfortable win, and you know, sentiment obviously with some of his changes, it's just you know his receivers finally did something, but nobody else did. Yeah, you know, obviously Gronk looked to be a decoy, got negative mm-hmm. points from the Buccaneers, <laughs> so it was a rough day for sentiment. <laughs> yeah, I got I gotta ask you about actually about one guy on your team that you haven't mentioned yet, Tyler Lockett. I mean, obviously nobody saw this yeah. game coming. I'm pretty sure yeah. that. Anyone I talked to that had Lockett, I have him in a couple leagues myself, yeah. never started him. And then he has this huge game come out with Geno Smith, the quarterback. What'd you yep. think of that? I, see, I, I put Devontae Smith in there. I know you had him for a while. I, you know, I just didn't think Lockett the last couple weeks, I think he was not even hitting four points. Just kind of was like, you know what? And plus, no offense, I was playing sentiment. I wasn't too worried. Um, so I, it was just, let's. Like I just thought Devontae Smith would be a little safer pick there. Thought a little, little bit of a higher floor because I just didn't see what was happening with um with Lockett. But hey, I, I've been hearing Russell Wilson's gonna be back after the bye. Lockett's values are back up. You know, I feel comfortable with my receivers there with Cook Cup, Pittman and Lockett healthy. So mm-hmm. well so we'll see what happens uh, going forward, which I think Tom kind of leads us to our our next segment that we kinda wanna talk about here is You know, our MVPs and LVPs for each team. So, Tom, let's start with the bottom and we'll work our way up to the top based on the rank seedings – or not seedings, based on uh, records. that work for you? Yeah, that works for me. All right. So, here we go. So, we'll start with, let's start with <laughs> Dan Harris' team. Let's be quick. When you look at his team, who do you think – who is his MVP in terms of who he got that you think, hey, either met or exceeded – their draft status obviously keepers are kind of makes the numbers fluctuate a little bit more but mm-hmm. who, who do you think has, has been his mvp for his team so here's how i did mine uh by the way dan i did mvp and then i did best value from the from the mm-hmm. drafts and then i did okay. worst value from the draft so okay, okay. when I, when i look at when i look at dan Terry's team uh, I mean, trades have happened, you know, and people yeah. have been added, dropped, things like that. But his MVP to me looks like uh, Chris Godwin. I mean, it's his best scoring player, most consistent. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's just, I mean, case can be said for maybe one of the other wide receivers uh, on his team. But, I mean, when you're looking at it in a vacuum, you know, Chris Godwin yeah. is the only top 10 guy that he's got. Uh, and to me, that, that says he's his best player. And he drafted him, so best play right there. Mm-hmm. So, so Tom, I did, I was thinking of like I, when I did this, I was thinking MVP in terms of he was best price, and for me, mm. it was Melvin Gordon. You know, got, drafting him, Melvin Gordon for a dollar, and he's yep. a top twenty running back. Yep. You did not. You, you you would not expect that. You would. You were kind of. I was fading him in a lot of leagues. I thought Javante Williams was going to be the guy this year. So, you know, getting Javante, you know, Melvin Gordon for a dollar. Not sure if it's the greatest keeper, but. For that value, I thought was was excellent. So that's why I would say his his most valuable player in this situation for him. Yeah, I saw I saw Gordon too as as someone that I could I could definitely put. Uh, I had him as my best value as well. A mm-hmm. um, dollar for a guy that's been performing as well as he had. I mean, you can't expect him to win you any given weeks, but I mean, you can plug him in your lineup every week, and you're going to be yep. getting decent production, which is great. I mean, for a dollar, that's guys that you're pay, taking lottery shots on. So great job with that pick. Exactly. So LVP, I think we probably have the both both have the same one here. Mm-hmm. Or I would probably have to so. say Miles Miles Sanders. Miles I mean, Sanders, huge, huge disappointment. Um, 
I think nothing more than that. You know, he's I think even Dan Harris commented that he's waiting for the corpse of Miles Sanders. So <laughs> I know, you know it's this guy, I mean like after having been like a like a top ten, top fifteen type of guy that people been drafting the last couple of years, I mean I don't think people are gonna look at the same him the same next year. Um, because he just he's had the opportunity for half a year without injury. And he's done less than nothing. I mean, there are some yeah. there are some backups that like literally will get picked up and they'll play like a couple weeks. They got more points than this guy right now. I mean, he's been playing for eight straight weeks, and he's got like he's like four in like the forties, which is ridiculous at running back. So I mean, yeah, Miles My- Sanders at thirty one was basically just like burning your cash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's nothing worse than feeling having that feeling and. Like talking about burning cash, we'll go to the next team, Bobby, who who burned his sixty dollars uh, in cash. And um, for me, his MVP and most valuable in terms of price was the auto pick of Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Yeah, mm-hmm. single handedly number one quarterback. Got him for a dollar. You're not keeping him, obviously, because you you know you never know how long much longer he's gonna play. Yeah, but I think we both agree with Tom Brady on that one. Yeah, Brady's been. I mean. I have him in um, my other league, and I got to say, like, he was somebody that ha- I had my eye on early on in, like, every draft because, I mean, the, the situation there is great. Uh, you know, he's got one of the best offenses, one of the best wide receiver cores, one of the best offensive lines in all of football. He's the second year in the system. They just won the Super Bowl, and it's a system that's designed to work for him. So, I mean, unless if there's an injury – Tom Brady is going to be getting you points and he's just, he's on an MVP pace at this point. I think Um, if it weren't for Aaron Rodgers, I'd, I'd probably say Brady's, you know, up there again for another, another MVP, Mm -hmm. which at like 45 or whatever he is, is insane. Yeah. It just keeps producing. Um, So Tom, in terms of like who, you know, least valuable player, I actually have it a tie and it's, and it's, and it's funny because one was a keeper for him. Yep. And it's a tie between his two tight ends. Mm-hmm. Both Darren Waller and George Kittle for me have been both disappointments. I I would have, you know, Waller, everybody had him coming in as a number top three tight end, mm-hmm. Kittle top three tight end. Kittle obviously has some injury issues, so that you know puts him there. So you never never like to see you almost putting thirty dollars away for someone to sit in your IR for several weeks. But Darren Waller, even when healthy, has been slightly disappointed. He's not even a top ten tight end this year. So those are those are a tie between two, um, but I'll probably have to lean towards Waller because he did keep him. Um, so who do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. Waller was my was the guy I went with as well. I tried to stay away from people that uh, on this list, people that um, were kept because mm-hmm. of course the value is a little inflated yeah. and fluctuates a little bit. But on this one, this was a no brainer. I mean, it wasn't so much like. That you know, there was there was even a you know slight difference in the value, like huge overpayment for the guy. Um, not to say that we we anybody saw this thing coming, but I mean, yeah, he's not performed to the level that he's expected to. Um, he's been healthy-ish. I mean, he's had like an injury I think the last couple weeks um, that he's been kind of playing through. But aside from the week one you know matchup that he had where he had a great game and like eighteen or whatever targets it was. Um, he has done nothing for fantasy mm-hmm. owners and has just been a liability. Only reason I don't say George Kittle is because he's been on IR. I mean, yeah. like, and, and if the guy's on IR, you're not even going to try to start him. 
So, I mean, that doesn't really hurt your team so much. It just takes a roster spot. So to me, it's like, yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, I mean, obviously we, we want our, our fantasy players healthy and at least give us a chance to play them. But, um, yeah, George Kittle, uh, even just by value wise was like pennies compared to how much he had to pay for Waller. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, so I think the next team was talked about sentiment. Obviously, his teams will, you know, look uh, in terms of the LVP. I think we, I think Andrew Bug hit him, but in terms mm-hmm. of MVP, to be honest, I had a, I had a tough time deciding who his MVP this year, it, it, and it, it may be crazy, and this is probably indicative of his team. But for me, Rob Gronkowski hmm. was his MVP so far because the beginning, the first several weeks, he was a man on a mission. I know he's had some injury concerns, but he, those first three weeks were great for him. And I, well, I just realized he's had to play in a while. But like yeah. th- that, I mean, other than that, it's Mike Evans, and just just from the existing sample. But he doesn't really have the 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 low price player who is performing other than Gronk, which he got for a dollar. Oh, that's what and Gronk hasn't played well. So it, it was, this one was really tough for me. What about you, Tom? I agree. I um, I looked at Gronk as well. Um, I, I almost had him on, on the top spot too. I went with Evans on this one. Um, I think just because of the just decent production he's had. But Evans is one of those wide receivers that can end up in the top 10 and be the most inconsistent mm-hmm. player in fantasy. Like <laughs> he'll literally get you three points one week and 30 points the next. And it's just like, there's no in between. There's no, let me get you 15 points and like be consistent. Like some players are out there. No, he's literally all or nothing. So it's really hard to say that's your MVP, but it also, you know, kind of it's indicative of his, of his, uh, his, what, what's happened to his team this year. I mean, aside from that, he's had a lot of underperformance. There's no been nobody that really stood out for me. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, Gronk, he had those, those, those few good weeks, but, and I hope that he start he played in week one because that was arguably the best week he's going to have yeah. all season. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was really hard to name his MVP um, probably more so than any other team uh, in our league. Yeah. And, and, so, and looking at the LVP side for him, mm-hmm. for me, it, it's unfortunate because I think his team more than anything was just came down to injuries. Like none mm-hmm. of his players popped, none of his players underperformed. He obviously spent most of his money on run CMC. So you could probably say, that he was, you know, his least valuable player. But, you know, I, I thought his, you know, and all we all, you know, aware of that, you know, mental health that it, Cal Ridley's going through. Mm. But that, you know, keeping him, you would have thought you would have got a little more out of him. For even keeping him at $29, you would have thought you would have got something out of him. But he's not even a top 50 receiver this year. And obviously, you know, we're conscious of it. I hope everything worked well with him. But, uh, it, it, yeah, I just, it's like he's just been with, CMC and Calvin Ridley and even Julio Jones, both, you know, Julio's guys he traded, both mm-hmm. paying a fair amount of it, probably half his budget for over half his budget and not getting any production for them. Like, so I'll probably have to go with CMC just because he had to trade him away and, um, and spent so much money on him. Yeah, you know, here, here's the thing. Um, if you're, yeah, you, you hit it right on the head. If you spend more than half your budget on three guys and all three miss, that is not going to do well for your fantasy league. Your, 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 your season is going to be in serious trouble because you need to depend on the rest of those guys, which are all worth a lot less, you know, at least at draft time um, to, to come through and outperform and then be lucky in the, uh, you know, in the free agency pickup. So, 
Um, I had the, I had the same two names. Um, I would have ranked Ridley slightly higher than CMC as far as uh, LVP, mm-hmm. just simply because you started you played him up until this point, yeah. and he hasn't really won you any weeks. He's been probably of the top ten wide receivers pre-draft the most disappointing because yep. he's just he's the guy. He's supposed to be the guy there, and for the first like month and a half of the year. Atlanta could not figure out their passing game except for Car- Cordell Patterson. Um, yep. So, I mean, it was like there was – and it was perfectly set up for him. Like all the people beforehand were talking about how great his season is going to be because anytime that Julio wasn't there, Calvin Ridley was a monster. And it was like, okay, you know, so he came – obviously he kept him. So he came in with a lot of hype and he just – nothing ever nothing ever materialized. And now he's potentially – I don't know whenever he's going to come back. I mean, for mental health reasons, could be two weeks, could be next season, uh, could be never. I mean, so it's just – it's a little too vague, and uh, that, that one really hurts, um, you know, especially if he was thinking about keeping beyond this year. No, I think, yeah, especially with the keeping beyond this year, definitely add some complexity there. But the, the next team, I think this one is, this starts getting interesting, Tom. I feel like you know, the last couple of teams have been kind of a little, a little disappointing, and, you know, it's a little hard to figure out who – you know, I feel like they're kind of the same ones. Cause it, but for me, looking at Brian Gallagher at three and five, if I mm. look at his MVP here, I had so if, if we're not talking about we're just talking drafting because I think from a free agency pickup we both agree that Dawson Knox will be his MVP, sure. but from a but from a drafting standpoint I think or even Elijah Mitchell we, we can talk about that but from a drafting standpoint I think DeAndre Swift who I know he had a rough week last week but he was a top ten mm-hmm. uh, receiver before that mm-hmm. he, for me it was probably his MVP this year. Yeah, I have Swift as his most uh, as the highest value um, from mm-hmm. his draft. Uh, it's if we were in that, if we were in that half PPR league, he'd be even more valuable. Yeah. Um, you know, because he's just, he's just such a cheat code for the the PPR system. Like he's going to get a ton of passes, all this garbage time work, and he's going to somehow get you a very solid week each and every week. So he's been great for fantasy. Um, I had a couple of names on here, not necessarily taking the, um, the draft capital into uh, consideration, um, as his MVPs, Josh Allen and Zeke. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Zeke's the engine that makes the whole team go. He's about as consistent as it comes at running back. Um, he's not, he hasn't really won you any given weeks, but he's certainly given you a nice floor to work off of. So, you know, there's, you can't fault your number one running back for doing that for you. And then Josh Allen, I mean, he's number two, I think, in quarterbacks, but only by a handful of points uh, from Tom Brady. And he's a hell of a lot more exciting to watch. Um, I, I think I still think the Buffalo Bills are probably the team to beat in the AFC, um, and you know Josh Allen's the reason why. Uh, so between those two guys, I definitely have the MVP there. Um, but then you know when when we were looking at LVP here, I had an interesting pick that I wanted to, to you know to go with here. And this one, I'm not sure if you caught it because he dropped him already. Uh, but Robbie Anderson for nine dollars, yeah. I had to say was. That was probably his biggest mistake from the draft um, because we knew Robbie was supposed to be, you know, he was, he was great last year, uh, different quarterback, different system, you know, and then, you know, this year comes along and he's basically an afterthought uh, even with the quarterback he used to play with. So uh, for me, Robbie was, was his LVP. What about you, Dan? So I was, that was who I was initially thinking too, was I think LVP, but yeah. uh, this may be controversial, but honestly, DeAndre Hopkins, I think for me, has been – I think he's been good. I mean, I think Gallagher had a good team. I think he drafted well. 
and I think he has a lot of potential. I just, I, I'm just, I just been a little surprised, DeAndre. I know he's a top ten receiver, but he just doesn't really. I don't know. I just maybe I'm just expecting more out of him, but I don't know. Like, it just, I, I, for what I believe he paid almost forty bucks for him. So I guess you, you're, you, with a lot of the other receivers being in the top ten. I, don't, I just, I don't know. Maybe it's just. I just he's think not a I sexy expect- pick, right? He's not the yeah. he's not the name that like he doesn't really stand out. But I think you're splitting over hairs here, Dan. I mean, you're it's still tough, talking about yeah. a top ten wide receiver, <laughs> even at this point. Like, yeah, he paid a little more. Okay, yeah. by like what five dollars? That's the thing. Like, I, yeah, like, I, I'll say like that's the problem. Like, I can't really find anyone where he overpaid, yeah. other than like Robbie Anderson. But like you know, just trying to think of something different. But so I, so I think I think you're right. I think he, you know, Robbie Anderson, I think is the go, is the go to pick there for you know who he probably overpaid and so tom moving along we'll go look at your team in terms of players that um your mvp so i'll let you start off who you know you know your team better than anybody who do you so (laughs) so yeah Yeah. i mean my mvp is the same guy it's been for the last three years austin eckler my boy the guy is (laughs) great he's absolutely on fire this year he's like lt reincarnated uh, I mean, maybe he's not that great, but I mean, he's certainly, he's a number three running back on the year right now. Um, and he's super integrated in that, into that offense. He makes the, he makes the whole uh, offense go. Um, he's just, he's fantastic. Uh, but as far as value wise, I had two names that I wanted to, to throw at you. Uh, one was a guy I kept uh, James Robinson. Yeah. Cause yeah. I mean, like he's doing great right now, uh, even with that little foot injury, um, still potentially a top 10 guy. He had an off week this past week. And then uh, Damian Harris, 16, was the other mm-hmm. name that I thought of um, just because it was a draft player that I had, I had taken. He's been performing great. I mean, he's inside the top 15 right now. Um, he's done nothing spectacular. But if I need to start a running back and it's bye week, I don't really feel like I'm worried when I'm starting uh, Damian Harris. So those are my guys. Yeah, I was especially Damian Harris was the one that stood out to me for the MVP for your team. You know, mm-hmm. he's top fourteen, top fifteen running back. Getting him for well, I believe sixteen, seventeen dollars. You mm-hmm. know, that that's that, that's a great value uh, just by itself. I know you'll probably keep Eckler again uh, just because of his performance is always outstanding. But for me, Damian Harris was definitely the uh, the, the one that stood out to me. And but Tom, I think we both had the same for the one who's been the biggest disappointment. Maybe actually two guys. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I got the other one. <laughs> <laughs> the other one's no longer on your team anymore. Um, yep. The first one being, uh, you know, Alan Robinson, and then the second one probably having me to be uh, Ayuk. Uh, so, I mean, I'm leaving Alan Robinson just because you probably pay a little bit more for him, and he really had. It's almost been worse that he has to burn a roster spot on you uh, on your team. But who do you think? Yeah, you know, um, I I also went with Robinson. I, as much as I, I, I mean, Brandon Ayuk burned me so bad, so badly, and so quickly that I dropped him, picked him up, and dropped him again. Um, it's it has nothing to do with the fact that Robinson has literally been a state like a dirt stain on my team ever since I drafted him. Uh, the guy has severely underperformed this year. No, no fault of his own. I think it's entirely the fact that they can't coach up quarterbacks at all uh, in in Chicago. And, uh, and get their best players the ball. So, I mean, I don't know what's going on over there, but it's absolutely tanking uh, Allen Robinson's uh, year this year. And, uh, I mean, if he's not – I know he's not – he's still on my team, but he probably won't be for very long. And uh, <laughs> that was uh, – it was a pretty big misstep to, to go his direction, um, especially in light of new quarterback changes and things like that. But 
got to own it. You know, that was, uh, that was not a good pick. No, I, you know, at least, yeah, at least you know what it is and you were able to cut out. You can, you know, you came back to him again. You're able to move on. And sometimes uh, what makes a good manager is that, you know, you made a mistake and you move, you move forward, right. um, <laughs> which is always helpful. But the, but the next team, I think is a team that we, we were really high on with Alan. So who's been resurging. And for me, it really, I think, if you're just looking at his, for me, I was looking at looking at who is his best value. Mm-hmm. I think it's by far and away Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you, well, you could say maybe Leonard Fournette, but I think it for the value that you got Jamar Chase for, who is the number two running, or sorry, number two receiver, like uh, at fifteen dollars. I mean, that's just not just a great keeper. That you know, he's that has really that pick has really special. He has set his team apart, I think, uh, and it's put it, it launched him into the playoff bracket. Yeah, you know, I have those two names as well for the value. Um, I lean more towards Fournette simply because, um, I mean, that kind of came out of nowhere. A three dollar yep. pick being a top, a top, <laughs> a running back one at this point of the year. He's number twelve, but he's still a running back one, you know, according to most like you know standings. And that's just insane. And I think he's getting better. I think that Fournette's yeah. role is getting more secure as the year goes on. And he will finish in the top 10 uh, by the time the year's over. Um, but yeah, Jamar, uh, Jamar Chase is having a season for the ages. I mean, it's as good as we thought uh, uh, what was Jefferson from last year was. Mm-hmm. Jamar Chase, his, his teammate uh, from, what was it, LSU they went to? Yep, um, yep. Yeah, he he's just lighting the the world on fire right now. Like he's he's the best wide receiver to come out since Randy Moss, it seems. And um, I mean that that pick was uh, was one that we're going to be pretty upset about for for years to come. I think he's definitely got that keeper potential for many years. Um, and uh, and yeah, there's no there's no going wrong in either one of those. And then. I would be remiss to not say if we weren't counting uh, keeper value and, and yeah. draft dollars here, uh, Jonathan Taylor is having yep. a great season. I mean, he's, he's just, he's living up to the potential. Um, the team is, is, you know, he's the, the centerpiece of the offense and he's going to get his, I mean, like whether by pass or by the ground and uh, you know, that's just, that guy's having a fantastic season for him as well. It's special. I, to be honest, I really wasn't high on Jonathan Taylor. I, I just didn't trust him. I, I thought those last seven or eight weeks at the end of the season was just kind of a fluke. But, hey, you know what? He has proved me wrong, and kudos to Alan So, And I will say, Tom, I think there's one other guy that we both did not t- uh, talk about is Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford's number three quarterback this year. Like, if you got him for a dollar, I mean, hey, you can't beat that value. Like, you know, it looks like two of the top three – quarterback with Brady and Stafford going for a dollar makes you think why why do we ever pay more than a dollar for a quarterback because uh, it's obviously it's paying off of those two so Tom the LVP for Alan Soto's team is a little tough for me I, had, I really had to think about that one because there really isn't one that really stands out to me I mean yeah you could say Corey Davis is six dollars but unfortunately I think Jerry Judy would have to be the LVP just because he hasn't been on the field um and I hate to say injury is a reason to have so much LVP, but at this point, we're, I feel like we're, you know, grasping for straw. So he would have to be my default uh, LVP for his team. Yeah, uh, he was mine as well. Um, I mean, just again, it, it's the whole situation of he's been, uh, you know, injured for such a long time of the year. 
Um, but he, and we haven't really seen his potential this season. So that's the only, only thing I could see here. Um, you know, uh, his, his team is, uh, again, we, we were, we've been sleeping on his team, I think. And, yep. uh, when we're looking at it and we're really trying to, we're having a hard time trying to find the worst player on the team that's saying something. So, um, you know, I, I think, uh, you got it right there. Jared Judy by default is his LVP, uh, only due to injury. Otherwise, there really isn't one. Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm kind of glad we heard that. Um, so, so going to to um, Matt Barry's team. So I was looking at his MVP. So you know, I, I told you I kind of looked at who's the best draft value for his team. And to be honest, Tom, I think <laughs> I couldn't find one based off draft value. I think mm-hmm. everybody he has he he drafted is either right around their draft dollar. Um, I mean, I think when you, his keepers obviously inflate, you know, definitely help his team. But I just couldn't really find an an MVP other than maybe, whew, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm just grasping straws here. Like, I, I, I really don't know, Tom. Maybe like, it's uh, it's it's Kareem it's, Hunt. It's Kareem he, Hunt for me. Um, I I know it's hard. You know, I was looking yeah. at this one too. But here's the thing. Uh, I I had to dig guess, deep on yeah. this one. Hunt is ranked 17th. He's been on the IR for two weeks now. But he was drafted for twelve dollars. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. You got you got a you know RB two. Uh, you know who's been I mean last two years. You know anytime that yeah. he's he's working with Nick Chubb, he's putting up points and he's getting you solid numbers. He had three solid weeks here, back to back to back, um, and you know a couple of weeks that have been like okay. Um, but I mean, as far as a guy that you drafted to be a bench player and you can throw in your lineup and he still can get you potentially twenty points. <laughs> Uh, it's it's hard to you know say that yeah. Kareem Hunt's not like his you know like if you would like his best his yeah. best like sixth man you know the best guy on his bench so to speak um, might be his best player you know by value anyway. Yeah, no, I, I see my my problem is yeah I, I I was thinking Kareem Hunt but just that he's injured now does adds like a different different um, aspect to that where yeah I guess mm-hmm. he was prior to the last two weeks that you that you make a great point that he, he definitely was uh, the MVP but now that he's or from a value standpoint uh, but I think for the least value again I think most of his players have kind of hit that value except for one guy in particular and I think we probably agree with CEH um, he's definitely you know I feel like a lot of people kind of think this was his year again not <laughs> it wasn't his year this year uh, so you know injuries obviously got a hold of him but even before that he wasn't really you know, taking the league by storm uh, and was, wasn't delivering that $34 that he drafts. Um, so who'd you think? You know, I, I, I like to pick up CEH, but I'm going to go one, one little different direction. Just so we were talking about how great Tom Brady and uh, Matt Stafford have been as a $1 quarterback. Ooh. Pat Mahomes is a $19 quarterback what? and yeah. he is ranked. Uh, he's six. Six. With the top. most picks in the league. I yeah. mean, like, he's still a top six guy. But he paid almost twenty dollars for his quarterback yeah. to barely be hanging on to that. And the last two weeks, he's been an absolute liability at quarterback. So to me, I'm looking at his team and I'm like, you know, all the rest of the guys. The reason why he's you know potentially losing some of these games, whether he's actually winning or losing, but not helping and he's definitely hurting him right now is Pat Mahomes. Yep, especially yeah, and, you know, and just thinking who is in, I think the next highest paid. Uh, quarterback with I think you and Kyle Miller, Kyle Miller, Kyler Murray. I don't, you got him for eleven dollars, eight dollars cheaper, and he's the number fifth uh, quarterback 
with Lamar, I believe, being uh, at seven, which was the next highest at ten dollars. Like mm-hmm. you're right, like you know that is definitely something of note that hey, he kept or sorry, he, he paid the most for any quarterback, and, and unfortunately, you know, it, it pan, didn't pan out. So I do think that's a. I think it's interesting that we both pick Chiefs players there. I think uh, kind of like indicative of this season for the Chiefs in general. Mm-hmm. So, but but going on to, to to you know surprisingly at the number third third spot based on the records here is Will's team. So I think we all kind of, you know, he had a lot of draft capital coming in, so he kind of puts him at, at an advantage. But in terms of looking for guys who I think were, were his best value picks, mm-hmm. for me, it has to be Debo Samuel. I think Debo Samuel has – I did not expect him to be a top – if I'm reading this right, he's a top five receiver so far. Like, I didn't think at midway point he would be a top five receiver. I thought he was top 20 maybe top 15, but being a top five and getting him for, I believe was $8. I mean, that right there is a steal. So I think he, that is hitting on that receiver has definitely catapulted his team even more, especially who we'll probably talk about who his LVPs are. Um, having Debo make up for at the receiver spot definitely helped him. What'd you think? Yeah. Debo was, was my name too, but uh, we also don't, for, uh, don't forget that he had Hollywood Brown before he traded him. He only got $7, $7. Yeah. He had two top ten guys for less for fifteen dollars combined. <laughs> Can you? I mean, and that's like just like a couple of his guys on his roster. I mean, like not even including the fact he's got Tyreek Hill and uh, I forget whoever else he has. But seriously, between Debo and Hollywood to go in and like some of those like late round wide receivers yeah. and to hit on both of them. I mean, this again was a situation of the rich getting richer. But yep. unfortunately, injuries happen to everybody, and uh, and that's you know <laughs> what's what's happening here. But uh, but yeah, um, yeah. I, I I agree. It's definitely his wide receiver picks this year. Yeah, I think it was it just I thought it was interesting, Tom, that the one receiver you did not call out is Justin Jefferson. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Again, I was trying not to go with keeper picks as my picks here because no, a five dollar a zero dollar Justin Jefferson certainly uh, counts as the best value. If he got a point, he had the best value. No, but Tom, I mean, <laughs> I was going to say you, you said he had some other good receivers. You said Tyree Kill and somebody else. You forgot who his other somebody else was. No, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I just don't want to. I don't want to mention his name ever again. <laughs> <laughs> well, he'll be yeah. Well, makes you play better. He's only the, he's only a top twenty receiver. So, but anyway, but let's talk about the LVPs. Um, obviously, Justin Just Jefferson is not one of those. I think it comes actually down to two guys for me, it's, and it surprisingly, it was his two top highest paid players. I think with I, I'm leaning towards Saquon Barkley. I think Barkley a lot of it also because injury concerns. I think now, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, he. he he tested positive with COVID, and so they're trying to figure that situation out. So I think that uh, paying fifty-seven, uh, where you could have probably got, you could have got Jonathan Taylor, you could have got pretty much any starting running back other than Christian McCaffrey there, mm-hmm. uh, and, and gambling there with Barkley would probably have to be my LVP, closely by Tyree Kill. But I think Tyree Kill starting to pick it up. He hasn't been as consistent as we have seen, but you know I do think you know. He, he start. He, I'm hoping to see some life out of Tyree Kill. So, who would you think? Yeah, my vote. My vote was Saquon as well. Um, I mean, injuries did play a big part, um, yeah. but I think that's what you kind of expect with Saquon. Like, you know, he he, he at this point, like, there hasn't been a season aside from his, his rookie year where he's completely healthy, um, and uh, I, I think that he's just been. 
to be to be paying fifty seven dollars of even an inflated yeah. budget is still way too much for a guy that like he's just not lived up to that that you know that billing at this point. You know, I mean, yes, when he's there, he's an auto start. But when is he actually there? How often is he? How long is he going to be in there? How often is he not going to be slightly yeah. injured and trying to play through it? So I mean, that's the problem with Saquon. Um, you know, I, I, I looked at Tyreek Hill, but I think that you know he he's already had a couple of weeks where he basically won you the week. Uh, yep. You know, so I can't fault the guy. I think that you know he's still very much worth that top two or three billing at wide receiver, even if his numbers don't represent that at the moment. And it's like. You know, he, he's just a guy that if you have him on your team, you're starting him regardless of the matchup. And yep. I can't say the same thing about Saquon because I just don't know when he's going to be healthy. So, <laughs> uh, you know, for me, it's Saquon. Easy choice. Yeah, I agree. It was definitely Saquon there. But uh, so, Tom, we got, we got two more teams left. And, you know, in the teams who are, who are leading the division, myself and then Sam Miller will go with me first and then Sam Miller next. Mm-hmm. So, 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 Tom. I mean, I know who I have in my MVP and my most, you know, who I thought was the best value. I have a couple in mind, but I would love to hear who, who you think first. I think we so, probably agree who who the, who who the number one who the number one would be, but I could see there maybe being a sneaky one or two receiver picks there too. So, so for me, it was an easy choice for your team MVP and your best drafted player. Yeah, Cooper Cup. I mean. Yeah. Come on, man. I mean, the guy's number one wide receiver <laughs> yep. by a mile. Like, he yep. somehow catches two touchdowns and, like, 100 yards every week. <laughs> I mean, can you – Consistency. The average point scored is more than anybody except for, I think, Derrick Henry at this mm-hmm. point. I mean, like – and he's a wide receiver who's just absolutely crushing and each and every opponent every single week. So yeah. uh, $21 for the guy. It could have been $42, and it still would have been a damn steal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he was my overall too. He was my overall who I thought was the best value. And he's he's definitely has carried my teams in weeks where I didn't think I have it. So I think he's been uh some reason I feel like every year I've been lucky getting the number one receiver with having Tyree Kill, you know, the last two years prior to this. But I had two others for you, Tom, that uh-huh. I kinda liked on my team. I think, you know, most people don't get notoriety. Michael Pittman, I think he's a top fifteen receiver and getting him for two dollars. Hey, you know, that's one of those where you threw a dart and it's paid off. And then Antonio Brown, who is also uh, – who prior to the, uh, the last two weeks where uh, he has been injured was like a top 20 re- receiver. So getting him $5 never hurts. He, he, when he's healthy, he was looking like one of the top uh, – maybe one of the top choices for Tom Brady. So he was definitely – those are the two that really I thought, you know, kind of slid on the radar. But in terms of ones who – are not panning out, Tom. I have one guy from the drafted that um, really stuck out to me. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think I called you out on this earlier in the year. Yes, too. you did. Yes, uh, you did. Uh, you you can you can announce your guy if you want. I think we got yeah, the but, same one. Also, but, Chiefs player though. Yes, also <laughs> also Chiefs player. You know, I thought maybe this guy McCole Hartman would have a chance to be the number two receiver. They, you know, but as we talked about, I feel like. I feel like consistently throughout this podcast, we've said that cheese players have been underperforming. Um, and McCall Hartman has been one of those players who has underperformed. Uh, he's definitely was my number choice. And I will say my second was Le- LaVisca Chenault. Uh, he's, he, he's been um, only for seven bucks, but he's definitely kind of – I had a lot more expectations for him, and he's really hasn't done much. I don't think I've even started – I think I may have started one week. 
Uh, but so those, but like, I agree. McCall Hardman was definitely my number yeah. one choice. Hard, Hardman was just, you know, I, I think that's the thing about the Chiefs is that like there just never seems to be a second wide receiver that comes into the into the picture. And when they're struggling as they have been this whole year, it just means that there's less of that chance to even happen. So I mean. Hill will have his games, and Kelsey will have his games at some point. Um, but it certainly won't be a Mecole Hardman game, it, like, and it won't be like consistently always Mecole Hardman. Even if he has like one good mm-hmm. year, in, one one good game in the whole year, he, he he's like just completely a dark throw in the dark. Good luck hitting the target, you know, getting any decent amount of points from him. It was just that one was an easy call for me. So, so, Tom, let's take us to the, the number one team, Sam Miller, 7-1, as the mm. – uh, we'll talk about his team. So, Tom, this is actually surprising. When I was looking – when I was analyzing Sam's draft, there was only really one guy who stood out um, mm. to me as who I thought was his MVP for pricing and for, uh, you know, and, and it, probably not just pricing but also just for his te- team in general. Well, maybe Najee Harris probably be his MVP as a team. He's definitely been been, been quite amazing. Um, and obviously, uh, you know, when Chubb's healthy, he, he was doing great. Uh, but for me, the MVP for based on what I thought was the best value was Mike Williams. He was he has, I know he's kind of cooled off a little bit, um, but he, you know he's still a top twelve receiver. Uh, especially getting him for eight dollars looks like a lot of good keeper value. I, even though I know uh, Sam has good keepers already, but for me, it was Mike Williams, and then potentially Jalen Hurts uh, was my distant runner-up just for three dollars and hurts being a top five quarterback you know again why do we pay for quarterbacks i don't know uh so who'd you have for your mvp yeah you got you got the same two i do um i i like mike williams uh they're just i mean he's been a revelation uh after having years of inconsistent performance and injuries Mm -hmm. um actually having a, a you know a solid role in flourishing um for the the chargers um, has been great for fantasy, great for uh, Sam's team, great for everybody. Uh, and then <laughs> Hertz, uh, that's the thing. Like he, he was only three dollars. He's ranked fourth right now. Um, he's basically the guy that can do it all. But I think it's a one-year wonder also, and there's certainly no way that we even see this guy having a starting role, maybe even next year. Um, I just, you know, he, he's fantastic for fantasy, terrible for real life. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, which sometimes you need guys like that in your yep. team. I don't know. So, uh, it, so yeah, my two guys too. <laughs> it, it definitely hurts. And I think one guy we maybe overlooked Tom was Mike Mike Gesicki. I mean, he he got for a dollar as a top three a tight end. Uh, I mean, I think some of that's just because of injuries and they need someone to hold the ball to in um, Miami. And I think there's been just you know the tight end has been an interesting uh, this year with some of the injuries. But I think with one guy, I definitely should have called out. Um, but but looking at his L MVPs, for me, one guy really just stood out, and that was probably Chris Carson, and mainly just because of injuries. Mm-hmm. He hasn't he hasn't played. Um, he he's been so, so, a bit, bit, bit quite of a disappointment for me. I thought he would be a little, uh, you know, if you can't stay on the field, that's that's always a problem. So so who'd you have, Tom? You know, I, I, I look at Carson, too. Injuries, uh, I mean, he, he's definitely on the, on the contention. But I, I, I dug a little deeper on this one, and Ooh. I saw that he drafted Sony Michelle for $8. <laughs> <laughs> what were you thinking, Sam? I mean, uh... come on. <laughs> I mean, he, hey, he's not yeah. even with the same team anymore. You know, I mean, it's just like just completely different. The situation was all sort of wrong. Um, yeah. 
I mean, but hey, you know, the guy did was drafted, I think, in the first round in real life. So, I mean, I guess there was always that potential that he could still perform to that level. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it, hard to pick, you know, the LVP on a team that's doing as well as Sam's is. Um, but yeah, Sony Michelle for me made was like the yeah, come on, man, what were you thinking with this pick? <laughs> You know, I, I didn't even think about him. Yeah, I just kind of glossed over him. I was like, oh, yeah, Sony Michelle, no one would pay more than $2 for him. But you're right, he, $8 for him was de- definitely, uh, you know, there was talks about him being the, the backup and maybe taking some carries away from Daryl Henderson, but that definitely seems not be the case. So I think mm-hmm. uh, so. I think you have an excellent choice there. So, Tom, I know we just kind of walked through those who are LVPs, MVP, and I think it's, you know, kind of good to preview next next week some of our you know top games you want to highlight here. And I so I, I so I don't know if you have you had a chance to, I don't know if you had a chance to look at the the upcoming slate here, but I think the game hmm. there I think there's two One games game. a week. Well, I, all right. Well, I'll, I think there's two games. Hmm. I think I I'll start with my, I'll start with my bottom to work my way up. I think the first game would be uh, Matt Barry versus Allen. So as we talked mm-hmm. about, they've Matt Barry has been – I'm sorry, Alan Stowe's team is a team to watch out. Matt Barry just seems to consistently just keep getting wins. I think that one's going to be a, a matchup to look at. What do you think about that one? That's, well, yeah, that they're, they're both five and three. Uh, they're both extremely solid teams right there in the playoff hunt. Um, yeah, this one should be a great matchup. Um, I And hopefully we don't have too many people on by. I haven't taken a look and see yet. But yeah. um, it doesn't look like too many play, uh, players on by. So, um, you know, this should be, you know, the best against the best. These, he- these two teams can throw at each other. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see who, who comes out on top. And, and I expect a high, one, a high scoring one on this one. I agree. I think the players, their top players have good matchups. So you're right. I think, I think the projections are both, to have, both those score over 100, which is always good to see. And, Tom, I know we probably, you know, we went through the, the teams here the, based on standings and the the key marquee matchup of the week would have to be my team versus Sam Miller. And I'm hesitant to say my team versus him just because I have some buy buys. And then just finding out today that Aaron Rodgers isn't playing, um, mm. you know, not having Gibson Lockett, Antonio Brown or Rodgers this week, definitely puts me behind an eight ball going against Sam, which looks like he has a pretty, his team's pretty uh, locked and ready to go, especially with Chubb being healthy uh, again, um, and looking like he has a full slate of players. I know he has Metcalf missing this week, but um, I, I'm, I'm a little nervous. I knew this was one of the weeks where I was a little, little, little worried going into it. Uh, so, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, you, you definitely have a tough one uh, on your hands here. Um, I got to say, you, you're you know playing a couple of guys that are <laughs> either – questionable at best and you know who's to even who even i don't even know who you're taking quarterback yet uh but uh, that's gonna be that'll be a, a fun decision to, to make and you know kind of you know sweat as you're as you're watching this week um i mean i don't think anyone's taking jordan love yet so you, you would definitely could still start the <laughs> green bay quarterback if you wanted to not, yeah. not advocating it one way or the other, but um, but yeah, it, it is the the you know marquee matchup on this one. I think if this were an actual fight, you know, you, you'd probably be the one that's like you know maybe sweating a little bit because you're you know you're you're running up a fever. You're trying to go into this one and still you know shake it off and, and win the win the heavyweight bout. 
But in this case, uh, yeah, it's it's it should be a good matchup. Um, I got to give the edge to Sam on this yeah. one. I think that the odds are in his favor. Um, but uh, you know, exciting to see. Um, but yeah, I, I think those are the two matchups of the week right there. Yeah, I will say, Tom. I know you got you're playing sentiment, which hopefully, based on there's a forty point uh, <laughs> projection there. I know Will's playing Brian, which I thought was also a pretty interesting matchup. Uh, you got the, having um, see Will. I'm oh, sorry, see Will with his new arrivals will turn it on and hopefully see if Brian can write the ship. And of course, like I couldn't. Uh, <laughs> I thought this is funny. Look at the total scores of the, the total bowl this week versus Bobby versus. Dan Hare. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to be paying attention for that one. Uh, so that's going to be definitely a low scoring affair. I don't there, know about but... you, but I'm excited to see if Bobby can extend that losing streak to four games. <laughs> I know. He... <laughs> uh, I think we all love to see it. I know he was talking so much. That... It's amazing how much he was talking about when he was, I think, at 500 or close to it. And now it's, um, you know, it's just in almost free fall mode. You can only do so much uh, in the waiver wires if you're not, you know, if you, if you are terrible at drafting. But, but Tom, it seems like we got a good, good week ahead, a good, good slate of games. Um, hope, good, best of luck to you versus seven, even though I'm not too worried. Uh, I, think, I think you should be able to walk away with a nice win there. But uh, I think we have, we have a good week coming up, so uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, man, me too. Good luck this week, everybody. Uh, it's been real. All right, thanks, everyone. See you next week.